Welcome to Just James's podcast. Scooby Doo Doo, Wobbly Wow, Billy Mariah, Wow, 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 with Thomas, definitely not Timothy. Yeah! Nailed it! Hello, everybody! Welcome back to Just James! It's your host, James! I have my beautiful plant, Tomo! He is with me. He's looking beautiful. It is almost like summer is back in London at the moment. I don't know what is going on. We have a gorgeous heat wave this week. And I must say, it's put every single person I've spoken to in such a good mood. It's amazing how the sunshine changes everybody's mood, their perspectives. Everybody's just nicer. They're kinder. Everybody's just just changes people. And yet we live in an island, I live in London, where it literally rains pretty much most of the year. So it's so strange that for a town that rains so much that we don't all move to a place that has, um, you know, I would say probably better weather. It would make more sense. Maybe I should move to America and be in Arizona or California or an island somewhere I don't know maybe Bahamas um I mean get some sunshine all the time I think that would be an amazing idea um especially because I have so many lovely American listeners so welcome back everyone I hope everybody's having a great week it is Wednesday my dudes we're halfway there halfway to that glass of wine guys half way um from my side, all's good, hey? All of my snake plants have gone. My lovely listeners have all stolen them. Uh, for those of you that are new to the podcast, I propagated baby snake plants and I offered five of them to my listeners. And I've given, I had more than five um, because I'm a weirdo who loves propagating plants. Um, and I've given some to my friends and family as well. So let's see who kills them first. <laughs> no, I'm being mean. I'm sure my family will do a really good job. Um, a couple of years ago, I was I was moving and I gave my brother one of my plants. Um, and I said, look, I, you know, where I'm moving to, I can't sort of keep the plant. And at that stage, I sort of didn't really have the plant obsession that I do now. And um, I must say, he's managed to keep it alive for many, many years. And I've tried to steal that plant back quite a couple of times, actually. And he just won't let me, Uh, which is fine. It's fair. I did give it to him. And it is my own fault that I uh, parted with it. But it was a lesson that I will never part with another plant again. (laughs) I think, I, I don't even know. You know, if I ever move countries, I would have to find a way to get my plants over. Because how would I? possibly leave my plants behind anyway not that I'm moving countries or anything it's just a thought that crossed my mind really quickly and I thought oh hold on a second what would I do um I suppose I was saying I want to move to somewhere warm so maybe that's where it came into play but all is good I you know for my regulars I I haven't really been drinking lately and I did end up having a good couple of glasses of wine this weekend on Friday on the way home from work I bumped into a lovely friend of mine and we ended up going to the little local by our house um, and having a glass of wine. Uh, Not a glass of wine, I had a couple of Coronas. And then Saturday I went to a braai with some friends and ended up drinking almost a bottle of wine there actually. Um, 
so but like drank it like over a good couple of hours so it wasn't you know i wasn't you know pissed or anything but gee sunday i was so knackered i was so tired and i think it's because i haven't really been drinking lately my body's like what are you doing what's in it um and it just shows how it really affects you i think you know when you're not really drinking much and then you do drink you're like oh my god i'm exhausted whereas if um if you're consistently hung over and drinking you don't really notice it as much i reckon um i don't know maybe it's just me maybe i've just turned into a little bit of a wussy lightweight um <laughs> in the last few weeks i don't know but i will tell you guys a story so I have the sweetest landlord on the planet. Little old lady, she charges me a really reasonable rent because all she wants is her bills paid. And um, when I first moved into my housey, I um, offered to repaint the whole flat at my own expense because it really needed it. And in exchange, I asked her to replace the carpets, which she kindly did. And we updated this flat so dramatically from how it looked when I moved in to how it looked before when I viewed the place. It was like literally two different flats. But one of the things that was never done in my bathroom and in my uh, kitchen, I have this bright blue squared vinyl flooring that literally the corners are falling apart. It's probably been in there for maybe 20 years, 30 years um really really outdated really looks manky i've put rugs down and like really try to hide it there's not much you can really do for it um you know because it's just this hideous bright blue and i've just kind of like I've, you know when you just get used to something as well so it doesn't bother me as much as it did when i moved in but it could certainly do with an upgrade so i have E evenly a really really old um oven and with wear and tear the door to the oven has now decided that it doesn't close so what's happened is that the door doesn't close when you um when you're cooking and the the warm air is coming out and with the warm air coming out it has started to melt my uh, uh, my fridge so the indoor, the, the um, rubber sort of lining, if you want to call that, oh, I suppose that is what it is, not what you'd call that, um, has literally just melted away. And it means that my fridge is now not um, closing properly. I mean, not what am I talking about? I don't even know what I'm talking about. My fridge isn't... Um, like it's the ice at the top sort of the melting so it's full of water all the time it's just horrendous it's horrible so i had a gas inspection on thursday after my podcast last week and uh the gas inspector's like this is a fire hazard you physically can't cook out of this oven don't you dare use it it is dangerous which i was like fair enough you know i'm quite happy to replace it but i said look while they're replacing it what are the chances of them doing that you know the fridge as well and then I said you know as a gesture of goodwill because it's such a big expense for my landlord is um I'll replace the flooring so if I just replace it like vinyl for vinyl 
I mean, it's six pounds a square meter. Only between the kitchen and the lounge, only need nine square meters. Um, it's it's not going to be that expensive, you know, for me to just do it for the sixty quid. It's going to cost for me to actually do it, and it's for my own benefit. I'm still going to live here for a number of years because I love my home. Um, why why would I not? You know, why would I not spend sixty bucks on something that's going to improve the quality of my living? And um, in the home that I love and a place that I really want to stay in. So, yeah, landlords approved it. So I've been um, Googling how to replace flooring <laughs> because I've said yeah to this, but haven't actually thought through the prospect that I actually need to do it. I need to replace it. So I've been Googling how to replace flooring. And, uh, you know, I just thought that it might be a really good thing to do. But then I thought about like things that make you a good tenant and what you could do as a tenant to like be a good tenant. And I think like most of the things I found, like Googled it on like oh, how to be a good tenant. And what most of the things that came back was like how to be, how to, how a, for a landlord to find a good tenant. So I thought, oh, well, I suppose it kind of falls under the same thing anyway. And the advice that it gave that for that was like, market your property well, choose the right letting agents, um, check out your competition, prepare the property viewings, let the letting agents do the viewings, uh, be transparent, sell yourself as a landlord, seek feedback and keep your current tenants happy was the sort of advice that it gave. But it didn't really... Um, sort of give like advice on how to be a good land how to be a good tenant so I thought well it's probably like quite obvious that you have to look after the property you know care for it make sure that the windows stay clean you don't sort of damage anything in the property and that's sort of like the things that I think are quite relevant but um I didn't do enough research I must say and I didn't really uh go further than the front page of google being like Best ways to be a good tenant. And that's as far as I got. And then I just kept coming up with ways to find good tenants. And so I thought, oh, well, I'll mention on the podcast, but that will be the end of that conversation today, uh, rather than me doing some proper research and freaking finding out the right information. Um, my skin is breaking out. And I don't know if it's because it's been so cold and then so warm or if it's sort of like being a girl and hormonal, I don't know, but I'm breaking out everywhere. I was drinking so much lemon water and I think that was doing wonders for my skin. And then like, I've gotten really bad at drinking again because I've been away when I saw my parents for the weekend. And then I had a boozy weekend and I just don't think I've done myself any good. So I was sort of looking at ways to sort of prevent pimples and things that might help. And I suppose the first thing you've got to do is wash your face properly. Make sure that you're actually keeping it really well clean. Know your skin type. Make sure that you're actually putting the right products on your skin. Because if you're not, if you're not using like for oily skin example, then uh, you're more like pimple prone. And if you have dry skin, you're sort of like more prone to sort of like um you know other oily skin areas and you know t-zone and all of that so if you know your skin type and um where where your right products are that's going to help you sort of maintain your skin and moisturize your skin it's so important that your skin stays hydrated and moisturize 
contains oils it's got synthetic fragrances or ingredients you know all of those things that are going to irritate your skin i would highly recommend sort of staying away from but if you can sort of like use fragrance free um moisturizers after you wash your face and your skin's dry it's always a good thing and you know sometimes you can even get really good over-the-counter acne treatments I would speak to your dermatologist before you sort of start using any products on your skin though get your best advice you know some contain benzoyl peroxide or salicylic, um, salicylic acid or sulfur and all of those things so before you start putting anything that's going to be a bit harsh on your skin and speak to your local dermatologist, speak to who you go and have your facials with, get their advice and try and stay as hydrated as you can. Um, you know, I've also been, because I've been out and about, I've been wearing a bit more makeup and makeup, you know, with the masks and the makeup and all of that, it really does affect your skin as well. So try and limit your makeup for, for anyone that does wear makeup. Try not touch your face. I know with COVID, we've been told, don't touch your face, don't touch your face. But it really is relevant that you don't. So hopefully, the less you touch your face and stay out of the sun. I'm so pro staying out of the sun and keeping your skin youthful. I honestly try and stay out of the sun as much as I humanly possibly can. Uh, I'm really one against sun tanning and that's probably why I'm the color of a white ghost. But limiting your sun exposure is really, really important. And don't be a pimple popper. I am the worst at giving this advice because I literally popped a pimple um, that I found on my on my cheek before I started this podcast. So, yeah, hot. I know it's hot. It's amazing. It sounds amazing. Um, but, you know, try not, try not pop your little pimples if you possibly can. You know, don't be a squeezer like me. <laughs> and try tea tree oil. I spoke about this on a previous podcast as well. But I, it is such a, it's a folklore remedy against pimples. But it does reduce the, the inflammation around the, the pimple itself. Or you can use, um, you know, tea tree oil. There's lavender oil. There's a couple of other things I spoke about in another podcast before. Uh, antibiotics is always a great thing to sort of reduce the inflammatory and bacteria on the skin and uh, antibiotics is often prescribed especially if you've got acne or like long-term antibiotics to help with the the resistance to the skin as well you could even try french green clay so it's absorbent it's mineral rich and it has so many healing abilities so there was a huge, um, there was a 2010 research done. I can't remember where I read it. I just remember it so much. And basically they were saying it draws out impurities, it reduces inflammation, it absorbs, um, you know, excess oil that leads to pimples. And you can get it as a powder that you mix with water and you can make a face mask with it. Or you can sort of use some other skin soothing ingredients with it, such as like honey or yogurt or anything like that. Guys, it is stifling, stifling hot in London today. I've closed the windows in my bedroom. I'm actually sitting in here to try and do this podcast. But um, I've just realized that I've got my bedroom door open and down the hall I have a window open and that window leads right directly to the train lines by my house so if you hear trains I'm so sorry 
Uh, I know some of you complain about the train noises every now and again. I do try and reduce the noise as much as I can, but it is so hot. It's 29 degrees and it's um, half past five on a Tuesday evening. It is so warm. If I close the windows anymore, I think I'll pass up before this podcast ends. So please be patient. I would love to go to sort of a podcast studio and record. But as you know, this is just James. It's just me. It's just raw. It's me sitting in my house telling you about my life. And that's my podcast. Um... And I hope you guys appreciate that. It's just it's just how I, I am. I'm just this like pretty down to earth person. I don't need any airs and graces. And this is just my crazy thoughts on life and the world, to be honest. Um I, as you guys know, I am also a qualified dog groomer and I put my first advert out this week on Gumtree, being like, I'm a dog groomer in Wimbledon and Rains Park. And um this lady got hold of me through my advert and she's like, absolutely, I have a dog who's really matted. Uh, I tried to bath her today and she cried and yelped because she's so knotted. Uh, it's a little shih tzu. And she said, can you come and groom her? So I said, absolutely. She said, well, she doesn't need a bath because she got bathed today and, of course, she won't let me touch her, which has broken my little heart. Anyways, so I said, absolutely, see you tomorrow to arrange the booking only to discover that she's very far out of my catchment area. Uh, and when I say very far, I'm talking an hour and a half travel there uh, to groom the dog, an hour and a half travel back, which, so we're looking at probably four, four and a half hours, half a day for, and I discounted her as a new patient, as a new patient, as a new customer as well. Um, and it's, it's a lot of, for the amount of hours it's going to take me to do it, it doesn't justify the fee that I'm going to charge. And I could fit in at least two other customers within that time frame. It would affect current customers that I'm working with because I would have to change my day plan to not assist them. And it's actually costing me more than it would to, to not do it. And unfortunately, I feel so terrible for this little dog. I'm going to recommend that they maybe come to me as opposed to me going to them. Um, but sometimes you have to say no and like say no to your bosses and say no to somebody that you've made a commitment to. And I just thought, you know, maybe that's something we can look at this week and talk about. And especially with a boss, you know, I think... Every now and again, you know, boss will ask you to do things and, um, you know, we can always do something that's out of the scope of our jobs, um, you know, picking up an extra task or doing something that really helps the business out. But, um, you know, there's also things that are completely unrelated to your job or some unusual requests that would make you feel uncomfortable or would sort of affect the overload of of tasks you have on your plate at the moment and you know sometimes you you need to just say no and you need to sort of learn to say no so there's ways to say no without saying no and I understand saying no to your boss can be really difficult and it can cost you know it can make your job worse but rather say um I'm really sorry I don't have the time for that or no, that's not my job. But more like you know, sometimes you can't really say that. But you could say things like, "I'm so happy to work on that with you, but I have dead other deadlines coming up, and I don't think I can do this in this week." And sort of maybe give a longer expectation uh, than saying things like, "I'm too busy, I can't help you." And I think communication is really important. So 
no matter what reason you have to say no, it's important sometimes to explain yourself and so that you're not misunderstood. So if you're swamped with other work and you can't take on the task, I would tell your boss or your manager, you know, be open with them to why you sort of feel that you can't do it. If you feel uncomfortable with something or you feel uncomfortable asking to do something, um, you know, it goes against your integrity. I would try and explain yourself really short and sweet. So, you know, a simple example is I don't really feel comfortable doing that because, or um, please don't ask me to do that because, and just maybe just give a mindful boundary to why you're not doing it uh, and suggest alternatives. So the best way to tackle the unreasonable request is something to come up with a solution. So, you know, demonstrate that you're still willing to be a team player and you're still willing to do stuff, but, um, you know, working through your weekend for example when you have like you're getting married that weekend you know uh you know explain the predicament and sort of be like look you know I'm actually getting married this weekend I can't work overtime but um you know maybe if if John takes it on this weekend and maybe suggest an alternative that you do another weekend or you know explain sort of the situation and ex and always frame your response thoughtfully you know um how you respond is just as important is what you're actually saying so pay attention to your tone of voice don't let your emotions get the better for you and then sort of voice your hesitation so if you find yourself caught off guard uh, by a request that your boss sort of asks um, take a minute to com compose yourself think it through formulate a, an appropriate response and when you have a moment then you can make that response you know there's a good chance that your boss just simply didn't realize how much he put on your plate or that they're asking too much of you, or that it's creating frustration or anxiety. And sometimes just having a really open conversation with, with your boss can be really helpful. So I hope that helps you guys. So I'm going to have to send a letter or a message to this lovely lady and just say to her, look, it's, um, you know, it's a bit of a, it's really difficult. It's really making it difficult on you. Um, and it can create a bit of guilt, you know. Guilt makes, uh, makes a really heavy burden and it can really drag you down. And sometimes... Feeling guilty about stuff isn't really a good thing. But, you know, sometimes guilt helps you acknowledge your actions and fuels your emotions and helps you to improve your behavior. But sometimes it can also, we can fixate on it. So I would always say if you are feeling guilty, is name that guilt. You know, in the moment, ignoring your guilt and trying to push it away, it just sometimes isn't a really good strategy. And I think sometimes we're all victim of doing that. Um, you know, if you're, you know, not addressing guilt, uh, the guilt can build like a bit of anxiety. It can make you feel worse over time. Uh, you know, refusing to acknowledge your guilt can also like give you temporary anxiety. So set aside quiet time for yourself. Um, if you have a journal, journaling is really good. Say to yourself or write it down what happens, what made you feel guilty. And, you know, be like, I shouted at my kids and I broke a promise or... Uh, I cheated on a test. Please don't cheat. We're not cheaters here. Uh, mentally open the door of guilt and frustration and sort of like approaching it can be really helpful. And sit with these feelings and explore them with curiosity rather than judgment. Judging yourself is not going to help anybody. And, you know, many situations are so much more complex than what they first appear to be. That sort of picking at the knot of distress can really make us feel worse so if you're having a hard time sort of acknowledging your guilt or um 
need mindful meditation or journaling can be, make a big difference. You know, all of these practices can help you be more familiar with your emotions and make it easier for you to work through some of the uncomfortable ones. And look at what's causing the guilt, you know, is it, is it surviving trauma or disaster? Is it a conflict between people or is it men, um, mental or physical concerns? Uh, what else is there? Um, you know, you, sometimes you need to take care of your own needs before you can focus on others. And um, sometimes you just need to apologize and make amends, you know, sincere apology can help you repair damaging or like wrongdoing if, if you're feeling guilty for something that you've done you know acknowledging your role we have uh, spoken about this on a podcast before with with anxiety um and just sort of like acknowledging showing remorse um you know avoid making excuses and sort of asking for forgiveness is always like a really really great way to to sort of help you through all of these things as well um, you know, sometimes you might owe yourself an apology, never mind anybody else, and learning from that past. Some, you know, we can't mend every situation, we can't make every situation right. But, you know, practicing gratitude is so useful when you sort of like replace that negative self tank and self compassion. Um, you know, mistake doesn't make you a bad person, but because everybody does mess up from time to time. But guilt can provoke some like really harsh self-criticism. And I don't want any of you guys to feel like criticized or stressed out. And guilt can actually work for you. And what I mean by that is that it serves as like an alarm um, to help you make better choices. And like our moral compass comes back into play. You know, we can use it as a tool to feel more satisfied with things that we're doing in our life, you know. Uh, you know, you, are you feeling guilty for not spending time with friends or you're feeling guilty for like not making an effort. And I do. I mean, I saw some friends on Saturday and they were like, James, we haven't seen you for so long. Like, where have you been? What have you been doing? And I've honestly just put my head down and been in my own world. I just kind of taken a, a break from my phone, a break from my friends, a break from my social media. And I needed to do that for my own mental health and sort of like, I've never stopped doing the podcast, but I've also like, haven't communicated as much as I usually do with some of my of my dearest and, and nearest and the thing is that I feel that my group of friends I can do that and not feel the guilt for it but I did and I felt guilty on Saturday and then I felt bad for like putting myself first and then when I got home and I thought about it I was like no you've done this for a reason you've stayed quiet you haven't really been drinking I'm finding myself a little bit and you know I consistently feel that I'm finding myself. I think I'm, it's not like, yes, I know myself very well. I know the person I am and who I am, you know, who I am as a person. But I keep discovering new things about myself. And I've got sort of like a self compass. And sometimes I need to go into myself, not be around other people and just like do my thing. And I think it take it makes me take responsibility for my actions it allows me to sort of be transparent with what I'm going through, how my body's changing, my moods are changing, my life's changing. Um, and, you know, I, I, it's almost like a self-acceptance and sort of knowing who I am as a good person. Um, yes, I can talk to people that I trust. You know, a friend of mine said, oh, I'm here if you want to chat. And I honestly didn't really want to. And I just, it's nothing to that friend in any way it's just it's not about anybody else in, at the moment it's not about um wanting this to be anybody's business it's mine and 
um, taking time for myself is, is not about anybody else or like being mean to anybody else. It's just simply me just wanting some space. Um, but I did and I, I felt guilty. I felt really terrible for like wanting to, to do my own thing. Um, you know, the, the, the takes a second branch of this, there were, you know, the self guilt and, um, you know, going through stuff could, could sort of have intrusive thoughts or depression or trauma or abuse. None of that is what I'm personally talking about, but anybody else out there that is maybe going through any of that, um, please go and speak to somebody. I'm here. If you have nobody to talk to, I'm not a trained therapist, but if you just need a friend and a shoulder, I'm always going to be here for you. Um, and the bottom line is, you know, guilt belongs in the past. You can, you know, you can begin letting go and strengthen your resistance and building confidence and making choices in the future, but you'd have to struggle to resolve that feeling of guilt first. And, you're not alone. You know, there's, there's always something, there's always somebody there. You're, we're warriors in this, in this group. And, um, my podcast is, is for all of you. And it's, it's to, cause we bad ass. We're awesome. We're amazing. And you guys are all amazing. And, you know, I like to try and talk about things that are relevant to me that week. And I hope that somehow it resonates with some of you. Um, you know, I really hope that um, we all just kick ass this week. But anyway, my, uh, um, what am I talking about? My conundrum for last week. Mish, I can't remember if you got this one, to be honest. I'm just going blank if I actually got a response. I might have. As I said, I've been so bad with my social media this week so um if you did respond if anybody did respond to my conundrum i'm so sorry i don't think i checked them this week and I, my apologies i've only just thought about it now that i'm actually recording so that's not a very good host james it's not a very good host at all uh but last week's uh, conundrum was what has four wheels and flies and the answer to that is a garbage truck and this week's conundrum comes from a little listener um i want to say i pronounce it Benny, I, I do probably, it could be Bunny, Benny, um, your dad told me uh, that you listened to my podcast and I appreciate it and don't listen to the swearing, <laughs> that's all I can say, um, but Benny or Bunny, I, 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 it's the spelling of your name is so unique, um, and I do apologize, I maybe should have asked the pronunciation before, um, but your conundrum to give out this week is what does one sorry let me start that again where does one wall meet another wall where does one wall meet another wall uh, if anybody wants to give you answers to just james podcast um on instagram or facebook please shout out and uh, i love that you gave me a conundrum that you were thinking about and you told your dad to send me so it's so great thank you so much for that um Reviews for this week, I don't really have any. Or maybe I'm going to give a shout out to my landlords, uh, the managing company that looks after my property. They did such a great job at sort of swiftly replacing the oven and the the fridge in my flat. Um, and it's really, really great service. So Goodfellows is my uh, letting agents. I would highly recommend them. I've never had any issues. They've been amazing. They look after me. Uh, I'm pretty pain-free tenant in the in the sense that I don't ever want anything or need anything so I'm probably a really easy tenant uh, but they're great 
and um yeah good shout out they certainly deserve it you know not every estate agents tend to have really bad reputations and when they do do something really good and useful it is very highly appreciated so i really do appreciate them taking good care of me uh and the social media for this week i'm going to talk about it um there is a comedian slash social media person she's called laura clary uh l-a-u-r-a-c-l-e-r-y she i found her on facebook years ago she's now on tiktok and i wasn't following her and i came across an amazing video that she sent about her son um and her son has been diagnosed with autism and she basically goes you know she talks about how he's unique and he's amazing and no wonder he's so fabulous there's you know so unique parents they're adhd and they're performers and they're artists and how would she ever imagine a normal son what is normal um you know how he in her mind she, he's normal you know and and it was so inspiring i cried through the video it was so beautiful and what's happened is that subsequently is that people with autism in that are older have duetted this video and they've gone laura i've got i've got autism look how great my life is look at what i've accomplished it's not a hindrance to to his life. We're great. He's going to be great. And it's been so inspiring that every bloody duet video I come across now, I'm in tears over because it's so freaking awesome. Um, and I just think, you know, we all need to support each other. We don't always know what each other's going through. And we're not always, we're all, sometimes we're ducks in water where we look calm on the surface and under the water, we are absolutely treading water. Um, and we need to support each other and help each other and be there for each other through the good and the bad. And I love the fact that she's been so open about this and created a bit. I mean, not that there isn't a platform, but added to the platform. And I just made me appreciate it so much. And I just think that that's what the whole point of my podcast is, is that I just want us to motivate each other and to like build each other up and you know we don't always have to understand what somebody's going through you know if you see a kid crying on and screaming on the floor in the store you you might not understand that there's so much more to that story than just a spoiled kid or there's so much more to that story than just a mom who's uh spoiled her child you know sometimes there's actually bigger things going on um you know, nature has given us all the pieces required to achieve exceptional wellness and health, but has left us to put these pieces together. And sometimes we just need to do that. And um, let's be each other's puzzle pieces. Let's build each other up and make each other better rather than break each other down. Because I think there's so much negativity in the world that I don't want any of us to be there. And guys, I hope that you have a great week. I hope you dream of puppies. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Goodbye. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. Just James and Thomas the Plant.